0: Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is the Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life. Three areas. Win with your money, win at work, and win in your relationships. That is the game, and you can crush it. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by the fabulous, the incomparable, jade warshaw i'm now i'm turning into a uh boxing announcer yeah and uh, always fun we love being together uh jade's gonna gonna help you on the money issues i'll weigh in and i'll dive in on the income and she'll help out on that as well so that's what we're talking about more income Getting rid of debt. We have a great group of people, fabulous looking group of people out in the lobby today watching. You could come watch the show um, anytime that we're on. So uh, go to ramsysolutions.com, look at the schedule. We'd love to see you come out and say hi during the breaks and all that jazz. And it's always good to have folks staring at us like we're zoo animals. Uh, that's Speak for fun. yourself, Ken. Yeah. Well, there's some lovely zoo animals. <laughs> I would put you as a peacock, maybe.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll take you that. You okay with that one? I'll take a Peacock.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what I am. I'm afraid I won't be able to handle it. Here we go. Man, Emmanuel or Manuel? I never know. Let's Manuel. Run. I say Manuel. Let's see. St. Louis, Missouri. What say you? Um, it's Emmanuel. It's Emmanuel. But Manuel. Manuel. All right. No, no. We got to call you by your name, man. Manuel. So how can we help?
2: Hi. All right. So, I'm about to graduate from college with a degree in mechanical engineering in about a year. Nice. But my dream career is to be a prosthetist, and mm-hmm. you have to go to grad school for 3 years, and that's going to be about $160,000. Plus there's only like 8 schools in America that have it, and the closest one to me is New- um is Chicago. Okay. So, I've so far I've cash flowed all of college, and I want to cash flow grad school, but that's going to take like six years, I assumed to, like, save up all that money. And I didn't know if it would be best to just go ahead and take out a loan and, like, pay it off later when I get my career or to go ahead, work as an engineer, save up money. But I don't know where I'll be in life in, like, that like in a few years. So that option. So I not know if it would be like, yeah. All
0: right, let's break that down. So, Jade and I, we, we want you to go with no loan. So let's start to map this out so it doesn't feel like you're placing your life on hold. Because can mm. we be honest? That's the emotion. And yeah. I get it. Yeah. Oh, six years. All right. Did you say one
1: hundred and sixty thousand? One hundred and sixty. Okay.
0: Now here's my yeah, question. You said there 90, were only
2: thousand dollars each year. Okay.
0: okay. And you said there were only eight schools in America that offered this particular degree, grad level degree, correct?
2: Yeah. Um, that I found in my research. Yeah.
0: Is one hundred and sixty the high, low, or medium of the eight prices?
2: It's, it seems about like the medium, like the regular price.
0: What's the lowest price? I'm curious.
2: Um, I actually don't know that right off. I'd find out. Like every school I look to. I'd
0: okay. find out. Let me tell you why. Uh, the good people that you're going to be putting prosthetics on or designing prosthetics for and the people that will hire you do not care which school you go to. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? I'm fine with whatever. Ag- agree. No, agree. All right, I Definitely agree. Then. So homework assignment number one, Jade, I want manual finding out what the lowest price school is. Let's say it's a hundred for sake of Ooh. discussion. Okay. Now all of a sudden, if if I'm doing the math right, now I always have to have Jade help me because normally I have to take my shoes off to do math. One hundred okay? divided by two, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is that you've got a six year timeline for the one sixty price. You're you're looking at it kind of going. For me to save cash, it's going to take me six years. I'm trying to get you in a mental process. By which you start to go, wait a second, I am not limited and I'm not putting myself on hold. So, practically, what we're doing right now, Manuel, is we're going, all right, I need to find out what the lowest price school is. Let's say, for sake of discussion, it's 100 grand. How does that, let's play this game out, how does that change that timeline from six years to, what do you think, off the cuff?
2: I don't know, maybe three, maybe four.
0: I agree with that. And by the way, we're not holding you to these numbers. We're just working the exercise that you need to do after the call. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we've shaved off years right? And let's not forget, we shaved off lots of dollars. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be making really good money as an engineer. Now, I have one other question, and I I want Jade to weigh in here. Um, But the other question I have is, is it possible to work your way into this role, not educate your way into this role? What I mean by that is, if you start out in engineering, and you make your way into that industry, and maybe there's a level or two below the designing of the prosthetics or, or whatever you described could it be possible that you work your way into that or is it only way in is the masters the grad degree
2: from everything i've read it's the only way in is to the masters all right i'm gonna challenge close, but you yeah
0: let me challenge you there's a lot of things i've read and i think i'm right and then i meet somebody who's actually experienced it and actually knows mm-hmm. so that's homework assignment number two right I want to know yes. by talking to somebody in the field who hires people in the field, who's working in the field, is it the only way that I get that job by getting the grad degree? I think you get those that answer and the answer to the first homework assignment, which is what's the lowest cost school of the eight. And Jade, why is it so important that he be patient and, and wait three years, four years to save up? Why, why do we have that stance?
1: Well, I'm looking at a couple of things here. So I'm really interested... And where the lower price range school? I wish are. I knew that number because that that dictates a lot for us. But I think that to Ken's point, while you are where you're at, what will you be work, What will you be earning as a mechanical engineer out of the gate? Like, um, I'm com-
2: right now. I'm currently at an internship and I rolled over to a career, and so I'm not sure what the price is, but I'm, I think I've heard like a lot of it's like around forty thousand as like the first first year income.
1: First, year okay.
3: income so as a mechanical engineer?
2: Graduation. I don't know. I think it's... Was- right after graduation. I was,
1: okay.
3: I
2: heard it could fluctuate depending on where you are, but that's because I'm at a startup now.
1: Okay. Um, I just think that you need to do a lot more research. I feel like a... and okay. And I'm not, I'm not faulting you on this because you've been focused on your education, but I want to turn a lot more of those I don't knows or I thinks or I'm not sure. I want those to become way more definite because where you work... And the amount of income that you're able to earn and knowing where you're going to go next is a huge, informative piece of this puzzle. Right. Like if you if you if you find out, hey, there's mechanical engineer jobs in Denver that pay twice as much as the ones that are over here in new mexico you're right you know what i'm saying and then you find out oh and Mm -hmm. and by the way that least expensive program is also in colorado just a couple minutes outside of town like you might find some things that really inform the choices that you make next so you're really in research mode that's where you're at right now is research mode and then Mm -hmm. the mindset simply has to be like ken said no matter what i do debt is not an option so maybe you're calling those places up and you're saying, hey, I've got this degree. I've been working in this field for the last year and a half. Is there? I, I'm so interested in working my way into, into prosthetics. What can that look like? Is there a program? Is there a fellowship? Is there an internship? How can I do this to where you guys are going to fund part of this or all of this? Yeah. Ask questions.
0: And man, I'll just leave you with this. I want you to go watch our documentary, Bar of Future, because there's a dentist that's featured in that powerful documentary, and you just need to get his story because if he could get a hold of you he'd go it is not worth all the debt on the back end even though you're doing the thing and you're making good money you do not want to be stuck with all that debt and resent the very thing that you feel you're supposed to do with your life And you're going nice. to do good stuff thank you so much for the call excited about your future man you don't take the debt it's never worth it this is the ramsey show
4: I saw some recent financial statistics and there was some pretty troubling news.
0: Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me this hour, and we are here for you, America. 888-825-5225. Dallas, Texas is where we go next. Our Jenis is on the line. Our Jenis, how can we help?
5: Hey, how are you guys? Uh, first of all, I'm really excited to be on the show my first time, and um, I have a bit of a different kind of question for you guys. So a different kind of question. question? Here we go, America. I'm ready. So my question is, how can I budget to have fun? The ah. reason why I'm asking is because a lot of my family is dispersed in different parts of the like the world. Okay. So I always have to find a way to budget, to travel and go visit, and kind of, you know, connect back with my family. So that's uh, to me, it's very important to make memories. Um, luckily, I never opened up any credit cards. I don't Great. have any debt. I have a house paid off that I'm renting at the moment. I'm actually working on renting out another RV that I have. So how can I also just budget so that I can go out and kind of just spend my funds, my money and some funds?
1: That's cool. Hey, it sounds like you've done a great job with your financial situation. You don't have any debt. Did you say you have a paid off house, but you're renting it out? Yes. Awesome. And then you've got an RV that you're renting out. Where are you living?
5: So Um, I'm, I'm actually renting a house,
1: a second house. Yes. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how much income you're bringing in every month.
5: So I'm bringing, um, just with my job, it's about 4,000 a month. Um, and then with the, with the rental, it's another 1200. And once I get the RV, uh, rented out, I'm planning on renting it out for another 750 a month.
1: Okay. And how long will you be able to rent that R V out at seven fifty because it's going down in value and is the R V completely paid off?
5: Yes, the R V is completely paid off. Um so I mean I just would rent it as long as I possibly can or eventually sell it. Um but for now I'm looking to just get, you know, some some money out of it and just kinda of rent it out. And what do you pay in rent? For well, I yourself. pay a thousand in rent. A
1: thousand. Okay. Interesting. Yes so um okay i you asked one question but i can't help but pull a thread of another one it is interesting to me that you are operating a rental and you're renting for a 200 dollars spread
5: yes so um eventually well my plan was that i was going to live in it but um the rent has been increasing more and more in, in texas i originally am from new jersey I moved from New Jersey to kind of get away from all the expenses and stuff. And I came here. So Mm -hmm. everything, everything started to increase here. So I was like, well, if I just live in it, um, I mean, I won't really pay anything. But I was like, maybe I can get some money out of it. And I'll be honest with you. I don't have any kids. I don't have like, I guess, major, huge responsibilities in my life right now.
1: But the rental is not where you live. How far away is it from where you live?
5: The rental is twenty minutes from where. Oh, I live.
1: okay, 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 okay. Let me yeah. let me keep myself on track. If let me just give you a piece of advice that you didn't ask for. If I were you, I would not be renting. I'd live in the house that you own, because it's not okay. worth. When you said it, you were right. Rent is going up, so you're charging more, but you're also paying more. That's why you're never making a spread on it. Um, so if I were you, I would live in the house that I own. And if you want to do rental property, I would save up because like you said, you don't have any debt. And then I would save up until you can buy another piece of real estate in cash and do it that way. And I think you're going to get where you want to go a lot quicker that way. Okay. Yes. Now let's talk and about. The reason-
5: go yes, ahead. I'm sorry. The reason why I originally got a rental was because it was a whole mix of between a, f- a family thing going on uh, with the property at first. So I kind of rented to get out of that, uh, situation But you own the house. Um, but, yes, right, but it was a whole sentimental thing, you know, having family come over and can I live in it and things like oh, that. Oh, so
1: you have family renting the house.
5: Yes. Yes. Right okay. now so still. That, you know that. Yeah. I'm sorry? Still? No, no, not anymore. That's what I thought. Yeah, no, we okay. appreciate
0: the reason, but the advice is still correct. Yeah,
3: Jay's right. it
1: doesn't change. It doesn't change what I think that you should do. And I get that I'm just a radio person that you called into. So um, let's get to the crux of what you want to do, which is you want to travel more and you're, you're on the right track. You have to put in the budget. So... This is just a matter of you getting very detailed on what that looks like. Where are you traveling to? How often are you trying to travel? And really being detailed on what it's actually going to be costing and letting those uh, items be reflected in your line items. So if you're saying, all right, i right, where's one place that you have family?
5: So I can give you an example. Um, last uh, about two years, I think it's been two years already, I met up with my uncle. We actually went to the World Cup in Qatar together. Sweet. So that's one place that we traveled to. He happens to live in Romania. And then his brother, which is my uncle, lives in Spain. And then I have a family in Mexico. So it's kind of between like Europe, Mexico, um, and those areas. But it's. So when you went to Qatar,
1: when you went to Qatar, what was the problem or was there a problem? I'm guessing that you budgeted to go because you said you don't have any debt. So. Tell me where the problem
5: is. So, so to be honest, uh, so the problem is I also have this thing where it hurts me when I have to start taking money out of my account. For some reason, it bothers me. I got to a point in my life where even though I know I have a good emergency fund and my checking account is still good it starts to bother me well, it when might, it goes down. It
1: might feel a little so. excessive. Like, here, here's what you have to decide the tension between. You said that it's important for you to see your family, but we also know that your family, it sounds like, is spread across continents and countries. Yes. So yes. it can, when you're making $4,000 a month, I'm just going to be honest with you, it can feel excessive if you're going to Spain and Mexico and Romania and Europe and Qatar. Like, there is a part of that yes. that... Even if you're making it work, there's probably a part of you that's like, hey, can this money be better spent elsewhere? And that's where you are going to have to go, okay, the opportunity cost of this is what? If I'm going to Qatar, if I'm going to Romania, if I'm going to Mexico, is that keeping me from investing? Because are you currently investing 15% of your income?
5: So um, I, I'm not really. I there you have it. Soft, but, but it's not really a thing that is working out for me. Okay, so um,
1: I think that's what you're feeling. I think you're feeling the 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 tension of okay there's things that I want to do but I'm doing them at the expense of other things that I really need to be doing right so yes. the way we teach is you're already in a great spot you have no debt um do you have any money saved not retirement but just like a saved emergency fund
5: yes I do have I do have uh, some money saved how much uh, I have about twelve grand right now
1: okay. Great. So you might bump that up a little bit since you're a single guy. Try to get it to six months of expenses. But then I think what's happening is you're not investing. And we would suggest that at this point, you're investing 15% of your income every single month, every time you get a check. And I think once you start doing those things, you're going to go, okay, when I have extra, it truly is extra. Like I'm con- I'm yeah. taking care of the things I'm supposed to take care of, and then it's reasonable for you to think, okay, I'm a single guy, I don't have a lot of attachment. Are there really are there two trips that I can plan a year? Yeah, and this is
0: pretty simple. You need to reset your expectations. You just don't have a lot of margin. I think you said your rent was a thousand. You make four thousand. That's too high. We've already told you what to do there. Uh, run the baby steps out, and after you do everything that Jay told you, it's back to the line item in the budget. Yeah, I've got. I'm making this up. One hundred fifty dollars a month that I could put towards. The, uh, we used to have an a envelope called the blow envelope. When Dave first started to teach it, it was like mm-hmm. blow money, fun money. Yeah. And that's how you started the call. So here's the deal. I'm going to save up 150 bucks a month because that's what I can do after I take care of business. And mm-hmm. here's the other thing. I would sell the RV okay. and get what money you can for that now. Yeah, that's It doesn't make a losing. lot of sense. So let's say it's worth $15. i would go ahead and get the 15 cash, and I'd start p- applying that to the baby steps. And I also want to challenge you to make more money in four grand a mm-hmm. month. You know, more income. If I got to take on a side hustle, and all of a sudden that side hustle is my travel fund, fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I think it's very simple: real expectations based on your income, and then some discipline. And I think you're a disciplined guy. um, But I think there's some strategies that you can take to bring in more income, and not be putting money into things like renting when you own a home and an RV. It's a depreciation asset. Depreciating asset. I'd sell it now. But he's trying to do the
1: most. He's trying to do everything.
0: Yeah. I'd rather travel. Scale it back. If it were me, I'd rather travel.
1: Yeah, scale it back.
0: So um, there you go. Thanks for the call, Argenis. Appreciate you. This is the Ramsey Show. Quick break. We're coming right back. Don't move. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. Thrilled to have you with us. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. That's 888-825-5225. Uh, If you're new to us, and boy, we hear about this all the time, new people coming in all the time, uh, YouTube, podcast, first of all, welcome. We're thrilled you're here. This is a safe place, and I'm telling you, when you talk about money, when you talk about your work, you know, your income, you talk about your relationships, it's very vulnerable. And uh, I just want you to know that we're here to help you as a caller. You aren't a prop. You are the reason we do the show, and you represent millions of people who can connect to you. So... I just wanted to say that if you're new, uh, welcome, but feel safe. That phone number is for you, and we want to help you win. Jade Warshaw is alongside of me. I'm Ken Coleman. We're your friends. I promise. 888-825-5225. All right, up north we go, New Haven, Connecticut. That's where Chris is waiting. Chris, how can we help? Hey, thanks for taking my call. How are you doing? We're having a blast. What's going on?
6: Uh, so work more question for you, hoping you can help me out. Okay. Um, love my job. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. Been there for about two years. Uh, work, work for a very big company. Um, so you can kind of see where I'm going here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard stories about this all the time, but I was hoping it would never happen to me is that everyone loves my work. Everyone loves what I do. Um, I have no problems with the people I work with at all, but. I was promised a promotion at my most recent review. It's not like I was begging for one. Mm-hmm. They, It was discussed heavily.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: And, um, well, it's been quite a few months and it still hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely Ooh. love what I do, but how do I be a little more aggressive and Pushing for that without burning bridges.
0: Sure. All right. Let's go back. So you said you weren't begging for it. Did you bring it up, or did your leader bring it up in the review? This idea of Uh, my leader did initially. Interesting.
1: Did they give you a timeline?
0: No. And um, did they discuss any comp? Uh, They discussed a
6: potential increase. What nothing specific.
0: Uh, I got to tell you, uh, I love Jay's question. If you combine it with no details at all on timeline, what it looks like, I feel like maybe this was a carrot. I think you're doing a really good job, and I think this leader is probably an inexperienced leader. I'm not going to project uh, anything more negative than that, but I think that's an immature move and it feels like whether it was intentional or not it feels manipulative in the form of they're dangling a carrot and for people that are really young and never heard that analogy <laughs> that's the idea of you know the old the old it, cartoons you know they would tease bugs bunny yeah, or whatever with a carrot and a stick a and just hold it out just just far enough that he couldn't get it to keep him moving and that's the idea <laughs> and chris you resonated with that when i said it correct yeah okay now let's go back for a second you said that you weren't begging for it. So had you had this annual review and the boss says, Hey, we love you, love what you're doing, great job, keep it up. And and we feel like if you keep it up, you've got some real growth here. Had they left it at that, how would you walk away from that meeting as opposed to kind of expecting a promotion soon? How would how would that be different? Pretty good. You'd have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. So now here's what you gotta do. You've got an immature leadership move. Now, you have to be mature. So, I'm talking mindset first. I'm going to tell you practically what I would do in a second, but I want to make sure you've kind of, you now have to hold serve and go, that was an immature move. I got to be mature. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's why I'm going back to reframe it. You would have been fine. You'd just been, man, I'm really enjoying this. Now, everybody wants to progress. Every human wants to know where do I stand now and do I have an opportunity to progress? So, now this has been dangled. It hasn't happened. What I would do is I would set up a meeting and I would go back in and say, hey, at my annual, this is what was said, and it got my brain going. Now, I want to give some ownership to the boss, but I'm going to be humble with this. It got my brain going, and uh, we haven't talked about it since. And so I started going, "You know what? What would a growth plan look like? Like where do And so I want to come back to you and go, "Hey, in the annual we didn't really talk about maybe some areas where you think that I can grow some skills, maybe some tools I can add to my tool belt. Make this about humble and hungry here and go, "What do you want What do you, what do you think? I'd love to do some more feedback on that and then, "Hey, is there a timeline? And how is that timeline affected by my performance?" Because you kind of got me excited. And so we're going to put it back in their plate with some humility. And here's why we're doing that. We're going to find out really quick whether that was truly a carrot. And we're going to give that leader actually a little bit of what I'm going to call positive pressure to come up with a plan. But you're going to put it in their lap. They get to develop the plan. Mm -hmm. And we want to measure it. And so when I create a personal growth plan that, that they help map out, and it's tied to performance, and the performance is tied to income and promotion. Now we got ourselves a plan, and that's the best way to ask for a raise. Never ask for a raise, but in this situation, it's 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 uh, it's not as simple as the raise. Uh, that's how I would go about it. I'd love to know what Jade thinks. What would you? How would you go about it? What would you? Uh, what would you do?
1: I think you're right, Ken. Um, what was formulating in my mind, and it might be the question that Chris has, or maybe somebody listening is: if you're you are in a position and you have. Outperformed your position to the point where you can be talking about a raise. What's what's a fair time frame for you to see that play out in the form of an actual income increase? As a because you know Chris might go and follow your instruction, and the guy be like, okay, yeah, and we and they create a you know a roadmap or a a, a rally plan around this, but what's a fair timeline to watch that shake out
0: yeah it's a good question uh, I'll answer it but Chris question did you get any kind of annual bump and we know in corporate America you, you your typical bump on an annual raise and usually it's tied to your annual is a three to four percent bump did you get any kind of annual bump I did what'd you get
6: uh three percent.
0: Okay. That okay. So that falls within the averages. So this was not about the raise in this case. It was kind of like you're in line for a promotion yeah. and then there's just been crickets. Mm. So to answer your question for Chris, you always, your baseline for a raise discussion is usually at your annual. And then outside of that, that's where I want to be developing a plan to where I'm not just relying on the annual 3%. Mm. And I, I call see. it like a growth plan. I always want to sit with my leader and go, and I do it here. But I we're mean, even commission. with that, like,
1: what's a, the what's a time frame on that?
0: I don't think there is. That's too formulaic. I think gotcha. it is based on, if I'm talking to my leader, and we're talking healthy here, and the leader's going, I see mm-hmm. you're a performance guy. Mm-hmm. So let's lay out a plat- path for growth. And if I hit these numbers, then I get this. That becomes its own timeline, if that makes sense. I see. Yeah. I but see. Chris, uh, let's let you step in here. I mean, we told you what we thought. You any more questions? Does that help? You have more questions? What's going on in your head?
6: I, I think it I think it's all good. I'm willing to work with them. Let's just say that. But I don't, I don't want to, again, like you said, be waiting too long.
0: Well, you know what's going on? This 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 dangling of the carrot has created a potential for resentment.
1: Yeah, it went his whistle and now and you he's get like, it. let's go.
0: You get it. So mm-hmm. I, I would do it the way that, because here's what we're going to do. If you do what I told you to do, we're going to find out real quick if they meant it. Mm -hmm. Right now, I think you and I and Jade are going, "Ah, there's a possibility they meant it and they're busy and they've got distracted or maybe maybe circumstances changed and they just haven't been good at communicating. I think you need to get to the bottom of it so that you now have uh, proper expectations. That keeps us from being resentful. Does that make sense? Absolutely. All right, my man. Hang in there, but go after it. Listen, let me tell you this. I, I I wrote this in my first book The Proximity Principle It was about connecting And turning connections And opportunities But it's, it's true In this situation Jade and, mm-hmm. and this is a good reminder For people You know You're not the only person Your boss leads
1: Right
0: And there's a, there's a guy I used to work for Who used to tell me this I don't know where he got it But he said Nothing's moved Unless it's shoved And sometimes you got to shove Your leader a little bit Because you're not The only person They're thinking about They didn't wake up This morning And while they're They're getting ready For work They didn't go huh? Hey, I got to think about Chris's comp plan and how I'm going to promote him today. That just not. And so you've got to stay in front of them a little bit, and there's yeah. an art to that. What, what say you about that?
1: I think that's exactly right. I think sometimes...
0: You know what I'm talking about. I think about. sometimes
1: it's a little bit of a test to see, like, how bad do you want it, and are you going to go get it and make it happen?
0: But push there's, forward. There's a respectful push. A oh, 100%. And it's basically get in front of your leader and be like, Hey, hey remember hey, when you said hey,
1: that thing? Yeah.
0: I, hey, I want to play. Yeah. Listen, there were times where I got in the game only because I said, hey, coach, I'm ready to get back in. Put and he's me like, in, coach. And he was like, oh, yeah, Coleman. All right, get back in. That guy's right. coaching the game. I got to tell him, I want to go in, coach. This is the Ramsey Show.
4: Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLSConsumeraccess.org.
6: Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brent Winton,
0: Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. So thrilled to have you with us. I'm Ken Coleman, and Jade Warshaw is with me as well. And we're here for you, America, 888-825-5225. Now, the board says on line four that Jim from Scranton, Pennsylvania is on the line. And you know what I'm thinking. Come on, Michael Scott. It's all I can think about is Dunder Mifflin. And I'm, I'm sure, hearing the
1: theme song in my head right you, now. All right,
0: let's see what th- this is all about. Jim, you're on The Ramsey Show. How can we help? Hi, Ken. Hi, Jade. I
7: had a, a question about a vehicle loan. What's up? Um, I have uh, I have my emergency fund saved. Um, I have six months expenses saved. Um, the only debt that I have is my mortgage and this vehicle loan. Okay. Um, my question is, I'm in fortunate enough that my job provides a, a pension. So I have a pension for retirement. Okay. And I also am involved in a uh, deferred compensation program with that.
1: Okay. That's great.
7: Um, separately, I have a Roth IRA uh, that I no longer contribute to. Okay. Um, so my question is, that Roth, should I cash that and pay off my vehicle my truck
1: no um i would not do that but i do wonder why you have a roth ira that you no longer contribute to because um if you have a pension we would still say that you're investing a certain percentage into separate retirement funds and uh, a roth ira would be a perfect place to start
7: sure sure so i do have a separate one um (laughs) it's the, the rot that I was talking about I was actually uh, in charge of and I was managing um, okay. I changed that to we, what we call is a, a deferred compensation um, so I do have money coming out into a separate retirement uh, account it's just that this particular lot um, is no longer uh, receiving any contributions
1: okay and the deferred compensation it's going what type of where is it going what's it going into
7: um, I believe it's a, a pre taxed account. Um, and it's it's managed by uh, a, a third party. It's obviously not not managed by me.
1: Okay. And are you choosing the investments? Uh, no, no. Okay. So back to back to what I said. Um, and I'll get to the 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 rest of the question. But this is really important. Uh, for you and anybody else listening, when you have something like a pension or deferred compensation, that's great. But because you're not in control of it, um, the pension obviously, there's a huge portion of that that you're not in control of. And if you die, that money dies with you. So that's that's thing one. Thing two with the deferred compensation, it's great that you're having money put aside, but again, you're not in control of the investments. Therefore, you're not in control or you have even less control of the rate of return that takes place. So the way we teach here is that if you've got that going on, there's nothing wrong with that, but you should not count that as 15% of your monthly salary going to your 401k and here's why and those are the two reasons i just laid out because you don't have control of it so let's say t- if you had a an estimate overall how much what percentage of your income is going into the pension and what percentage of your income is going into the deferred plan
7: uh so the deferred i have is 10 percent. okay um but the pension is is basically a, a set amount um depending upon um your yearly salary
1: And are they taking it from your salary or it's just them putting that money aside for you?
7: Um, That I'm not sure.
1: Okay, let's find out about that because if it's just them set aside, putting money aside for you, then I would count that as 0% um, when it comes to your 15% that's being invested. And as far as this deferred thing, I'd probably count that for about half because you don't have, you're not in control of it at all. So let's say that you that 10% count that for as 5% and now we still need to do another 10% of investing into plans that you have control over you're choosing the investments and that's why that Roth IRA is still a good place to keep putting money into. And for that reason, um, I would not withdraw money for from that. And even if that wasn't the case, by the way, I still wouldn't pull money out of a a retirement vehicle to pay off a car loan. Is that fair enough?
7: Yeah, yeah, that 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 ten percent. So that and maybe I that was a little confusing. That ten percent is managed by uh, by a financial advisor, and, and they are invested. Um, right, but you're. To, it sounds
1: like you don't have any say in the matter. It's just, hey, this guy, we give him this money, and he does X, Y, Z with it, right?
7: Correct. So you get to pick either aggressive, uh, conservative, and you can either set a uh, set amount or you can do a set percentile of your of your pay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I get what it is and my, my ideals on that remain the same. Okay. So, um, I know I answered part of your question. What was the other part? Because you mentioned a car.
7: Correct. So I, so that, that Roth that I was no longer uh, contributing to, um, I could, I could pay off, um, I can pay off my vehicle with, with that Roth that I was not contributing to.
1: Well, what do you owe so on the car?
7: um 18
1: okay and what do you earn every month
7: um trying to break it down monthly um uh, roughly around ten thousand. okay so is that
0: your primary car uh i
1: have
7: what i have uh three vehicles
0: okay but yes i mean
7: my family has three vehicles i should say my wife has one and then my daughter has a vehicle. Okay. But this my truck is the only thing that I have a, a loan on.
0: What's the payment on it?
7: Um, I think it's $500. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do uh, like 550 a month just to try to pay it off ahead of time.
1: I would just keep working that just pay to
0: pay it off. it off. Yeah, There's no reason for you to, to borrow from the Roth for all the reasons and hit yourself. Just get it done. It feels like you're trying to okay. fast forward something that you regret, which I get. But in this case, that's not a good strategy. The only strategy right now is to either sell it and you get something cheaper if you've got equity in it or just go ahead and pay it off. you got good income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can afford the
7: truck and, and I don't want to sell it.
8: What's your hesitation? Um, I just,
7: well, I thought I would just, uh, which I'm not going to do now, but I thought I would just drain the rock. I have that deferred comp and I have my pension and then yeah. uh, obviously I would start working on my, my mortgage.
0: I love that you're mad at it. But there's there's a couple strategies on how to be mad, right? Yeah. And and the way you propose is like throwing a tantrum. It doesn't help anybody. Versus getting focused and right. knock this out. Well, so that's the point.
1: Let's put in. Let's put it in perspective because I always have a handy dandy investment calculator here. So I want to know how much is in that Roth right now.
7: Um, it's eighteen thousand.
1: It's exactly eighteen thousand.
7: Yeah, depending upon the market of the depending on that day, yeah.
1: Okay, so that's probably one reason it's tempting. So if, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you, Jim?
7: I'm thirty eight.
1: Okay, you're thirty-eight. Let's just let's just pretend that you decide to retire when you're sixty eight. Okay. So what would happen if we left that money alone, that eighteen thousand alone, um, and we invest it for the next thirty years and it compounds annually? Uh, at about eight percent, that's fair, right? Eight percent. I would say you know you want accounts that do ten percent, but for the haters, let's say eight percent. And let's say you don't add anything else to it; you just leave it alone. At the end of that term, that's going to be one uh, one hundred eighty-one thousand dollars.
7: Yeah. So, so we'll let it go and, l- and
3: start
1: let, start let it go. Yeah, it let is. it go. You got to let it go and let it grow and. I don't think that in the moment it feels worth it to you to say, let me just take that money and pay off this payment. But when you really think of what it could be, if you just sit it there and let it grow, you're going to have almost two hundred thousand dollars and you didn't touch it as opposed to just you, and, and as opposed to pulling it out now. Just use your own income, pay off this car. And I can't um, I can't emphasize enough what I said earlier about your investments, especially now that you revealed that you've got a daughter and a wife, that pension is a great, it's great that they're offering that, but that dies with you. So you've got to be investing in other places and you've got to be investing 15% of your income. Very, very important.
7: Yeah. I mean, I, I do have a life insurance policy. Um, so I've, I've kind of, I don't know if you want to call hedge that, but if, if something were to, to happen to me, I do have a, uh, uh, term life insurance. Policy. Okay, good. It's
0: term. All right, great. Yeah, term is absolutely yeah. smart. Yeah. But you got yeah, the plan, yeah, of course. It you is. It is. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to help folks out. I want to make sure he's okay because your retirement is not just for what happens after you die. It's for it's for your family. It's for yeah. you to live. It's for you to thrive. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and that's what we want to get to.
0: Good hour, Jade Warshaw. Thank you, James Childs, and the crew. Thank you, America. This is the Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. So we help you win in your life. Winning with your money, winning in your work, and winning with your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number for you to jump in at your show. Jade Warshaw is with me. I'm Ken Coleman, and we love taking your questions. So let's get going. Samantha is going to kick this hour off from the Big Apple. Samantha, how can we help?
9: Hi Ken. Hi Jade. Excited to be here. Um so high level. We just found out we are expecting our second baby. Yeah. So um, very exciting, mm-hmm. but we have our hands full. <laughs> um so I work full time, my husband works full time owning his own business. Mm-hmm. And he has broached the topic of me possibly stopping working or reducing to part-time and I'm not really sure how I feel about it I don't I don't know if I'm ready to give up working
0: I don't don't think you are (laughs) let's stop right there for a second we'll get to the rest of your question but I gotta tell you we got a working mom beside me and I'm, I'm anxious to dive right into this because by the way you said that I think you're leaning more towards, no, I kind of want to keep working. Am I right? Tell us your real raw feeling when he brought that up to you.
9: I mean, there's a part of me that definitely is intrigued by it. I mean, who doesn't want to be home with their kids all the time? Um,
1: And me. (laughs) True. Listen, I love them, but I like a break.
9: (laughs) Me too. And I have a very flexible job. I really like what I do. I like the people
1: I work with.
9: And I'm home most of the time anyway. I'm pretty much fully
1: remote. So, Well, why don't you try it? And then if you start having feelings that are like, oh man, I I feel like I want to be home more, then you can adjust. Why do you feel that you have to make this decision before the baby's even here?
9: I don't know. I, I think it's just more of, you know, it's come up a few times, and I don't know, it got me thinking, and I
1: just... Why does he want you know. to stay home? Like, what's his reasoning behind it? Is it a cost thing? Just, is it a nurturing thing? Like, what is what are his talking points, <laughs> per se?
9: I think probably more towards the nurturing side. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's a financial thing. We definitely could afford me to not work. Okay. Um How
0: flexible? But I think it's just more How flexible is flexible. When you said your your mm-hmm. job is flexible and your home time Anyway, what does that mean? Describe flexible. So
9: I'm in the office 2 days a week. Mm-hmm. Um but my boss is very flexible. He's got three kids of his own, so he gets it, you know, if you can't be in this week, you can't be in this week. Um or like, you know, I haven't been in since early December. It's mm-hmm. mid-February now, so mm-hmm. it's definitely flexible. The days that I am out of the house, they're long days. I have a far commute, a commute into the city, so mm-hmm. it could be a 15, 16-hour day, but it's two days a week for the most
0: part. But what I'm, and I've got a follow-up question, so what does the flexible look like when I'm home? When When you're three days at home, <laughs> what kind of free time or control of your time do you have?
9: Pretty much complete control. If I need to step away for an hour, for two hours, if I need to sit mm-hmm. on the couch because the babysitter has to leave early and bring my computer
0: with me, okay. I can do that. All right. So um, I did I did interrupt you because I wanted to dive in there, but I. so I want to make sure we get to any specific question, but I think you called because you've got some concerns. We know your husband's concerns. He's like, you know what? I want you to be full-time mom. It's great for the kids, the nurturing. That's his position. We get it. You don't make this call if you don't have some concerns about what's on the other side of you walking away. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. What are definitely. your concerns? Tell me.
9: I mean, I, from from one standpoint, I, as much as I know we can afford it and we're in a, a good position financially, mm-hmm. I, there's always that fear that things change. And mm-hmm. what's your yeah, income? You, you could always go back to work. What's but, your income right? Uh, now? I make uh 120 a year. Okay. And I, my just me or my husband as well.
0: No, I just want to know your because you're giving us your concerns. So I want to walk through those. So one is we could afford it, but that's also 120k pre-tax. That's a lot of money. What are your other concerns about walking away?
9: I also carry the benefits.
1: Um. Mm-hmm.
9: And what, what does, does your husband, husband work? By the
1: cool. way, I just want to know what does he make
9: he so he owns his own business so salary he takes about 150 um but then he takes distributions kind of as needed uh uh-huh. um, uh-huh. and i mean we try to limit that just because we don't really need it so yeah. we can keep it in the, the business. healthcare benefits are going to yeah. be very
0: different if his company's carrying them I, i've been there done that all right yeah. what else yeah what else absolutely. is on your concern list anything else
9: I mean, I, we live in a very high cost of living area, so I just, you know, there's always the concern.
0: So that, it is financial. You know, there's so two, two money things you've listed.
1: Yeah. And that's not bad. Like, we're not.
0: No, I think it's fine. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I think it's your call. I, I mean, in this situation, I think he's got his preference, but this is a conversation that we have to have at the dinner table with a budget and go, let's walk through reality if I walk away. Let's start doing a real new budget. We got to start Can I there. just be
1: honest? Can I well, I, like, w- I hope you're always honest. I mean, we, I feel like if we were talking about a situation where you're like, I go into the city every day. I work nine to five. I come home. I'm exhausted. You know, that would be a lot different of a conversation. But we're talking about a woman who honestly a sounds like you have time. the ideal situation yeah. that a lot of moms would be like, oh, I, w- I wish that was the situation for me. Well, you kind of have it. The best of both worlds in that you've got this flexibility um, and you can see your children. You've got three days at home that you're working, um, but you've also got two days where you go into the office and you get to be a mm-hmm. you know professional Samantha. And so I honestly, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like I, you know, I'm
0: with you. If I was your husband, I wouldn't have brought this up at all. <laughs> uh, real quick, we only got about. A that's going to put a lot of pressure yeah. on him too. Well, and I want to ask real quick: Do you guys have any debt at all? just our mortgage okay so again this comes back to this is this is um this is a preference issue you guys need to have a real honest conversation and you need to lay out your concerns with him he needs to hear your concerns we need to put pen to paper on what a real budget looks like without your income that has Mm -hmm. to happen and then and then we've got to square that up and go uh Here's the financial piece. I've got concerns about what life looks like with my 120 gone. Let's talk that first and then you need to go. And then there's kind of like what I do. I got flexibility. The kids yes. are going to see me every day. I kind of want to stay in it. and you didn't mention this, but my gut is you want to leave the door open to coming back, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I, and I I don't think this is worthy of shutting the door. I'm with Jade 100% and I'd say as the the husband Dude, I'm feeling some type thinking?
1: of way I'm feeling some type of way because part of me would be like well what would it look like then if you stayed home I t- I'd turn the tables on this a little bit and figure Not out me
0: because I want that double income right now with the I'm just
1: saying to try to figure out what are we really trying to get at is it a money thing is it a nurturing thing
0: I guarantee and if you it, ask
1: those type of questions you're going to yeah, get to the bottom but I
0: guarantee you this is his tradition. This, tradition the way he grew up what he's always envisioned that's part of it this is the Ramsey show Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we help you win with your money in your work and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. And uh, Jade and I were just talking during the commercial break. Uh, And I can't give it away, or she's going to punch me right in the throat. But we're going to do something fun at our new, brand new, spanking new event called the Total Money Makeover Weekend. The dates are May ten and eleven. And it's right here on our campus. Franklin, Tennessee, is just a God's gift to the South, and uh, just just a suburb of Nashville. So great, great destination place. And you're gonna crash get a crash course on everything we teach about money. Brand new content from all the Ramsey personalities, including Dave, um, budgeting, beating debt, investing, and more. And uh, and it's gonna be really fun in that. Not only are we gonna speak, but we're gonna do a lot of Q and A lot of interaction uh with the audience uh, and then as i said jade has asked me uh to join her for a fun moment and that's all i'm allowed to say
1: one night only
0: it's going time only it's event. gonna be if you've enjoyed our segments on the show in the past uh when we talk about budget she's the budget queen i've now given her that uh moniker we'll see if it sticks uh, but it's going to be fun. A lot of fun. Tickets are uh, right now on sale at an early bird price of just 99 bucks, but that's limited. We're going to sell out 2,400 people in the arena here, and uh, it will sell out. So come on. RamseySolutions.com slash events. RamseySolutions.com slash events. All right, speaking of collaborating with you, uh, you told me right before the show yeah, that you got, some, you got the 411 on some new app. What I, is this? What do you have?
1: Okay, so I kind of feel like yesterday was Valentine's Day. Um, and in the spirit of that, mm-hmm. uh, I found this new dating app. Actually, my husband sent this to me. I'm it a little says,
0: concerned as to why Sam is sending you information on dating apps, but I'm going to keep well, that between you two. <laughs> I can't. Clarify, Sam, Sam's a good friend. He's out there in the lobby. To I'm clarify, sometimes
1: you. he'll send me things that he thinks I people know, will want to hear I about on the know.
0: show. I know. Sam, you know I love you. <laughs> I got you, Sam. I got your back. He's a good man.
1: So he says... It says the new dating app. There's a new dating app that only matches singles who have good credit scores. Come on. And it's kind of funny because like we've talked about this before about when you're dating and like when's a good time to bring up financial stuff. And like, where. What, what are your barriers to, to entry? You know what I mean? Like what does somebody have to have the minimum on the table for so you to be taking going forward? The step
0: of, we're going to throw a filter in here.
1: Yes. Listen, it says uh, just in time for Valentine's Day. The app is called Score.
0: Now, that makes me a little uncomfortable.
1: A new app and a website for the financially minded. It hopes to attract people with good to excellent credit scores who know the importance of monitoring oh, their finances. Okay. Um. No one with a credit score less than 675 is allowed to join.
0: No way.
1: 675 is... Table stakes. So like they have
0: to submit their like credit report to yes. get. Yes. Wow. Yes.
1: It, of course, an 850 is considered perfect and like very few people get in at that point. But yeah, you have to have at least a 675. Um. So score here's. There's more to it than this. And I think it's worth talking score. about. There's a they
0: know what they're doing with that.
1: Of course. Like.
0: Yeah. All don't, right. It's a dating app. It's a app. little
1: you window, but we don't have it to talk about kinuendo.
0: that. It is a you window. It is. It All is. right.
1: Score is the creation of another company. They're called the Neon Money Club. It's a company, black-owned, and they partnered with American Express to create not only this app, but this is maybe the other part that's worth talking about. It's its own credit card. It's called... Of
0: course. The Cream Card. Oh, now I'm completely... I got questions.
1: That's a Wu-Tang reference, Ken. It is? Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar, This is
0: why I don't know... And Wu-tang. I didn't get it. I'm not a big Wu Tang guy. Can. I, I look, need to. I need to get uh, caught up. I need to go back and refresh myself on the Wu Tang.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I look at you, you scream somebody who would know all Wu-tang. the Wu Tang songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're right. This this card. It's called cream. <laughs> it's called the cream card, and it lets hold card
0: I like cream corn.
1: Invest in the stock market using the points they earn.
0: So it's a game. They are now setting you up. It's under the guise of responsible dating, all to get a credit card. Am I am I am I drawing the lines correctly? What I'm
1: thinking is happening here is we're all people who want to build our credit. And so I'm going to find somebody on the score app and I'm going to take them to dinner and I'm going to use my cream card to buy us filet mignon and Dom Perignon. And it's okay if I spend more than I can afford because I can take the points and know. invest them in stocks. I have so
0: many thoughts <laughs> that I, I feel like James Childs, our fearless producer, sitting on my shoulder right now saying, careful. I have many thoughts about it, this. It's not good. I'm going to go to a restaurant with my, my score date And drop my cream card on the table, and she's gonna go, "Ooh la la!" Like he has the card. Don't know, man. (laughs) This is all. It this is garbage. This is a game. So let me say this. You tell me wrong. Feels like we're in the Matrix again. (laughs) They are gaming people. (laughs) literally,
1: it's just terrible. I'm like, wait a minute. So you're gonna spend more money? Let's just put this in like. Is this appealing only to the
0: African American community?
1: I hope it's not appealing to any community i mean don't get me wrong i think that
0: i know you don't but i'm saying this feels like this is a this is a this is a real play well
1: let's real talk for a minute ken what i think about stuff like this is just jade talking what i truly think about um situations like this is i I think that at their core they think they're helping people and they want to help people And they're thinking the way they think the way we help people is to help them build their credit score, because if people can have access to credit, they can have access to more. That's what a lot of people believe. Whereas here, like our rhetoric on that is completely different, obviously. And I think that they do believe if we can offer this to people, we're doing them a service. And I,
0: I don't, I think think these are slimy credit card people, because the whole point of the app is to lead you up the ladder to the credit card. But, I'm just telling you.
1: But think about it. I don't know they what don't the point system is. They don't care about
0: dating. They don't care about marriage.
1: But they're thinking we're going to bring couples together who are like-minded, who yeah. are going on a financial journey together, who are going to build their empire together, wow. right? And I'm like, you can't do that based yeah. on credit and debt. Because think you. about it. 100%. If you say, all right, in a normal life, if I was spending cash, I'd spend $100, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're like, listen, you don't get any points until you spend 150 then you spend $50 more. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, great. I spent $50 more and now I got 30 cream points and I can yeah. invest that $30. I'm like, yeah. what See, are you doing? This you is spent a side more. of the
0: apocalypse when we're trying to get cream points. We've <laughs> now, it's like society is done. All right. Now I got an idea. I just got an idea right now. What if we have a we have a program that is a it's a dating app and it only allows people in that are debt free? Listen, that would be the app for no me. No debit card, no credit card. It's no. It's just, you know what? You want to find people who are like-minded with you with money? Money problems is one of the biggest causes of divorce. We need a dating app. You and George need to get on that, and it's only for people who are debt-free and you have zero credit score because you have no debt. Now, this would change society.
1: It would change society. <laughs>
0: I have some real thoughts I can't share <laughs>
1: I'm just I just it. Like, That's. The, I feel like you're narrowing the pool a lot.
0: Yeah. And yeah, you want to narrow the pool to find the right yes, person. Yes, but small pool for the for the long game. Yes,
1: but in right? in many ways, love goggles are can love be very goggles. helpful. Yes, love goggles. Like when you meet someone, I'm lost right now. Think I
0: don't know. I'm, what I'm gonna you're get you where about. I'm going. Okay.
1: When I met Sam Warshaw, oh. I didn't know how much debt he had, but I'm like, this guy's a snack. So I'm like, let's let's go forward. <laughs> And by the time I found out how much by the time I found out how much debt he had, my love <laughs> goggles didn't care. So he wouldn't have got into the app, and maybe instead I would have been okay. matched with some poindexter right. who's okay. You're right. maybe not as good looking. All right,
0: I'm being a little altruistic, but I'm just saying you wanna be around people, you know, that you wanna have no money problems, you wanna yes. find girls, you wanna find guys that got no debt. That's just an it's just an app idea. Uh, in, in other, this whole segment's hysterical. Uh, what do you think, America? All I know is I'm looking at Sam Warshaw in the lobby right now, and all I can see is a, a piece snack. of celery.
1: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. A Not-
0: carrot? <laughs> a protein bar? A bag of no, chips?
1: a filet mignon. Well,
0: that's a snack. That's an entree. <laughs> in my world, what kind of world do you live in where a, where a filet is a snack? That's what a, are you, The Rock? I don't know. <laughs> that's what The Rock eats. Uh, a like chocolate-covered
1: strawberry, Ken.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stay away from the app. And the credit cards and everything oh my gosh (sighs) i feel like i learned so much and yet i'm not better for it well now
1: you know wu-tang clan so there you go
0: i do need to search the old tube the youtube for some wu-tang videos this is the ramsey show This is the Ramsey Show, where we help you win with your money, win in your work, and win in your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, and Jade Warshaw joins me this hour, 888-825-5225. Joaquin is going to start us off in Phoenix. Joaquin, how can we help? Hi, I
8: was getting a call. Uh, I had a question. Me and my wife are going back and forth, I have, uh, to give you a little background, I have, uh, I have like four properties, I guess with- they're all paid off, and we bought this one property to build a house on. But my wife wants me to get a, a, a loan and finish building the house, just because we've had some problems with hiring and doing it a little bit out of time. We've been saving the money and doing that, so that's why I, I called in to see what you guys think about. All right,
0: so, real quick, are you living in mm-hmm. some other house, or are you living in a part of this house? Because I, I heard you say no, four. No, I'm, okay. No, I have
8: a. I'm living in my. I have a house that I live in right now. You, I for. have like two other rental properties, and then we bought this other property.
0: Okay. I heard properties, and I wasn't sure if we were talking dirt or or homes. So are there homes on all these properties? No, no, no.
8: Yeah, I have three homes and one property. Well, it has an old beat-up home on it, but I'm going to tear it down and I'm building that. Gotcha. And you're in the process the of building
0: another house right now? Yes, on that property, yes, sir. How much do you have left? Uh,
8: oh, I, I just started building the shop. <laughs> Oh, okay. My wife wanted me to, but, like I said, but the house I live in now is 20 years old. So my wife wants me to put some money into this house and I want to sell this house and just use that money to build the other, to build a house.
1: Okay. okay. So she wants me to, <laughs> well, let's get some real numbers uh, here. So what's it going to cost you? So eventually you guys are going to move out of this house and you're going to build something on this land or whatever it is that you own, right? So what, what do you think yeah. it's going to cost to do, to do that?
8: Um, looking about four hundred.
1: Four hundred. Okay. And how much cash do you have saved?
8: Uh, I got about one hundred fifty, like in the bank. I guess I can play with.
1: And is that aside from three to six months of emergency fund, or is that including?
8: Yeah. Well, because I have no, that's aside. Because I have like twenty thousand I saved for emergency fund.
1: So we've got twenty thousand aside for emergency fund, and then you've got this one hundred and fifty. Correct. Two separate pots. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. How can I? I'm sorry. I'm asking you a bunch of questions, but I want to get the lay of the land. How much income do you and your month do you and your wife bring home per month combined?
8: Uh, it's 100, about 120. I mean, it ranges, goes a little higher sometimes, but 120 is go with that.
1: Okay. So my suggestion here, I'm going to give you a couple of different options. Um, for your emergency fund, I'd probably like to see it beefed up a little bit more, simply because you're about to move into a brand new house or you kind of live in a rental now that needs work. I just feel like having a little more than $20,000 might be helpful. So whether it's you just stacking that cash up or you moving some over from the 150,000 that you have piled up. Um, Then my next question is if I, if I were you, you know, I look at this situation and I'm thinking you've done a lot of things, right? You've got paid off real estate, but my personal residence, I don't want to have a bunch of paid off real estate over here that a bunch of other people are living in but my own personal residence has a mortgage on it. Mm -hmm. Like I want to make sure the house that,
8: Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying now don't have a mortgage. Right. But when you go,
1: when you go to move into this new house that you build, you want to lay your head down on the pillow and know there's no mortgage there. So I would consider, I don't know what these other three properties are worth, but what would it take um, to find, to pull together another, you know, $300,000 to make this happen debt free.
8: Well, see, yeah, and that's the thing. I, I wanted to do that, but then, well, I'll keep building it up, and I mean, and then do it as we go. But my wa- my house I'm in now needs work, here, I mean, So I need to put like another twenty, thirty thousand to this house. In order does, to even sell so. it? No, I, don't know. I would sell for five right now, which it is. But then I want to mix it you, up a little bit.
1: If you know that you're going to sell it, I wouldn't put the money into selling it. If you know that you're going to still pull five five hundred from it.
8: Okay, but then my wife because uh, I want I told her let's move to the other property and live in our motor home and then sell this house and we'll have the money to build build thing. But my wife don't want to live in the motorhome up on the other property until we.
3: How yeah. long would it be?
8: Live in this house, live in this house. Well, another story. <laughs> I got two girls that are still in high school, so I got to wait for them to get out of high school. So I got about three years.
1: So when is the time? What's the time- what's out the what's the realistic timeline on this? If they're out of high school in three years, um. Let us put some real numbers down because I'm thinking, okay, number one, the house is not on fire. So this is not even a thing, it sounds like until three years from now. So the things that yeah, you were I'm, talking I'm about. Like sell the house.
8: Yep. Go ahead.
1: The things your wife doesn't want to live in a motorhome. And that's understandable. So we're definitely not yeah, gonna have her live in, mo- live in a motor I'm sorry?
8: Do you want to live in a motorhome with two teenage girls? Right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, nobody so does.
1: no one wants to do that. So we're not pulling the trigger on that at all right now. So realistically, your timeline is in, in three years, unless you said, okay, we're going to sell this house, we're going to sell the motor home, and we're going to, I don't know, do something short term. But I really, what I think the strategy is, no matter how you get to it, is your, when it's time for you to build on this other piece of land that you have, you're going to do it in cash. That's that's thing one. And if you put that on the paper first and circle it with exclamation points, then everything else der- is a derivative of that. It's like, okay, we're doing this in cash. So what does that have to mean in order for that to take place? Well, we're going to have to sell one of these three properties. So you said that one of them you live in, one of them is... Um, uh, yeah. Tell yeah, me about the sure three ran, properties. Yeah, so so yeah, yeah. is it possible that you rent... Is it possible that instead of you guys living in the motorhome when this time comes that you coincide it to where with one of your renters, they're out and you're into that property until your home is finished. And then when your new home is finished, you move into the home and then you bring new renters back into that other house. And so now at the end of the day, you're left with one rental property with renters. You're in your home. That's completely debt free. And I don't know what the motor home situation is, but I'm selling it because it's going down in value.
8: (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't want to sell it. I like, I mean, I use it for, you know, I like going out in it. Well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sell my motorhome. Well, what's your listen. household income? Oh. Uh, about you said 100,
1: $100,000? Yeah. And what's the motorhome worth?
8: Yeah, one, uh, it's probably worth twenty-five. <laughs> so it's not worth a lot.
1: Listen, at the end of the day, here's the math I want you to do. If you calculate that with all the other vehicles you have, if it's more than half of your income, your yearly income, you need to get rid of something. Because that's too much. You, you're you not, you don't have enough of a, it, it, it's too much stuff going down in value at the end of the day.
8: Yeah.
0: Joaquin, you called to ask us, should you finance building a new house? Because your wife wants the house. The answer is
8: no. no and I've listened to you guys yeah, forever and I know you guys are going to say no, but that's why i wanted her to hear about. <laughs>
0: right. But, but we've walked through everything. This is really simple. You're going to do what you want to do at the motorhome. I agree with Jay completely. But bottom line is you don't need to finance. So don't finance. <laughs> You have the properties to be able to do this, and you with the kids in school and everything. Yeah. Jade walked you through the timeline. This is pretty simple. I mean, it's time to move on. You either yeah. decide that you're going to do debt or you decide not to do debt. You know what our position is. Is that simple? But if I was in your situation, I'm moving those properties so that yeah. I build the house that I really want that my wife wants. Cash. And the good news is, if he wants to get started on this
1: sooner. All he has to do is look and go, okay, like the other the other rental house, when's their lease up? Because as soon as their lease is up, you guys can move in there and get started yeah. sooner than three years from now. So he's got options. Yeah. It's his wife he's going to have to get on board.
0: Oh, yeah. And and he is
1: not wanting to part
0: with that mobile home. I feel that. Do look, you?
1: Look, that's the least of his concerns. I agree. He can
0: do everything we told him to do and still keep the mobile yeah. home. Uh, but when you got opportunities like that, it just makes so much more sense. Yeah. Uh, fascinating so you you have been how long have you been uh co-hosting on the show
1: Ooh, um since september no since december of 22
0: all right i've never asked any of my co-hosts this so i'm I'm, I'm fascinated with this i'm ready ken what is your take having sat in the seat enough now on why a guy like him i'm not knocking on him why does joaquin know exactly what we're going to say but he still calls in anyway um
1: he and his wife are not on the same page and so when he goes in to talk to her about this, he feels like he's speaking another language. But when he calls us, now suddenly we're all talking the same language and he realizes he's not crazy. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. And
0: then he gets a little bit of confidence, a little he, bit of language. Yeah, to take it's like, back. okay,
1: I'm not totally crazy. Okay, okay now yeah. I can stand on business a little bit more when I go talk to my wife. That's what I think. I concur.
0: I concur. I can't add anything to it. I've never asked one of my co-hosts. And you know what? Instead of pontificating myself, I thought,
1: I want to see
0: what Jade says.
1: That's a good word, Ken.
0: It's a word you can use this week. No one will know what it means, but you'll sound great. Don't move. This is The Ramsey Show. Listen, your grad just spent roughly 4,320 hours in class, and we're
10: guessing that nobody taught them how to win with money. But you can still set them up to win with gifts like the Total Money Makeover, Breaking Free from Broke, or Ken Coleman's Find the Work You're Wired to Do, which includes the Get Clear Career Assessment. And listen, these gifts could change the trajectory of
0: their lives. And if it helps them earn, spend, save, or invest money the right way, you'll find it at RamseySolutions.com slash store. That's RamseySolutions.com slash store. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw is with me. 888-825-5225 answering your calls. Let's go to St. Louis, Missouri area. And that's where John joins us. John, how can we help?
11: Hi, John. So, me and my girlfriend, I'm we are Ken, recently I'm Ken, you're pregnant. John. Oh, my bad. No yeah, worries. I'm it happens all the time, Ken. <laughs> I just wanted to
0: make sure I wasn't so I'm so, no,
11: I'm, you're I'm doing so frustrated. It's just, I'm so amazed that you guys picked up my phone you're call. You're doing great, John. So, me and my girlfriend, we are recently, we found out we're pregnant. We've been together about six months. I've got some debt. She's actually debt-free, thankfully, but I've got some debt, some dead weight on my end that's dragging, and I have yet to check out paternity leave and all the benefits that I have. I checked out my handbook and it says to check in with HR, which I have yet to do. There's nothing stipulated in the handbook. So I'm really wanting to take off three months, but you know, that's one of the baby steps. So I would be having to put that ahead of, you know, baby step number one. So should I go ahead and do that? If they give me the, if they don't give me the parental leave or should I work as or focus on getting my emergency fund doing the baby steps in order?
0: Well. I'm going to tell you right now. If they don't give you paid three months, is that what you're asking? Yeah. If they don't give you the paid uh, paternity leave, no, you're not taking time off. You're working. You're in debt. You're broke.
6: Yeah.
11: Jade. Ah. Well, I, I'm just I'm just not sure what like you know my girlfriend. She says like she feels like she I need to be there for her. I mean,
0: well, hold on, I mean, I'm in debt. Yeah, but you can be there for her if you get paid. But if you do not get paid for three months, um, I I think you're really struggling financially even scrap that money together. And I still wouldn't do it because I think you need to be getting out of debt. The best thing you can do to be there for her and this baby is to keep making money and keep paying off debt. Period. End of story. Now, that's my take.
1: At the very least, um, and I have some views on this, but at the very least, one thing you could do is take some vacation, take your vacation time and take a week. If you have Great paid vacation. Idea. Great idea. Because also, I do think that she's going to need support, as yeah. much support as she can get. But if you can give her that week after she gets home from the hospital, that is so, so much. That's good. But this can points I say to this, a though? bigger conversation.
0: Bigger conversation. But John, uh, I would also add to what Jade said, I think taking the vacation, that's smart. Yeah. Use your vacation time to be there for her. But you guys are young and I've done this three times. So I just want to say from experience... You can be there for her while you're working too. What Wait that minute. means is, hold Wait, on a second, can... I'm not finished. I landed the plane. You got to let me land it before you. I'm saying he can be there for her. He takes the vacation time that you're recommending, but he can work and still go home and take the midnight, the 4 a.m., bust his tail. He can be there for her and work full time.
1: Listen, John, you might need to go. Uh, we Ken and I might need to have a a
0: little talky here. We can have a talky, but <laughs> but but John, am I making sense to you? You like because you're working doesn't mean you're not there for her. You're gonna have to have some sleepless yeah. nights. Take the feedings. Give her some time. Like give her. There's some- no
1: such thing as taking the feedings in the in the in the beginning. Beginning, Ken.
0: You, that's not true. I mean, depending not on, every, how, depending on woman, how you're
1: feeding the baby.
0: Thank you. But you just made a blanket statement. My wife did not breastfeed. Yeah. So guess who, guess who helped?
1: That's true. All that right is then. true. So I can't just say that. But you also made the blanket statement of, like, he could still support her. And I'm like, it depends on the
0: situation. No, 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 no. He can support her. After he gets off work by coming in, taking bath time, doing a lot of stuff. How about some laundry? I did all this stuff. Listen, you're Ken, acting like he can't support her I'm not saying when he gets can't. home.
1: I'm not saying he can't, but I do think that in in his situation, I let me be clear. In John's situation, he's got debt. They're they're not married. Like there's a lot going on here. I think if he takes his seven days of vacation and I love he's that. there for her that week, that's great. But in a, a grand scheme of things, the ideal situation is you've got three to six months saved. We always tell people to go into stork mode when a baby's coming, That's right. you're stacking up money because if you can't take, this is Jade's opinion. If you can't take paternity leave, you've got to stack up some money because I, I'm just telling you, and I know plenty of women doing it that did it, but mm-hmm. because my husband worked from home, he was home when I had my kids, but I can't, I can't imagine not having help for the first two to four weeks with the newborn well, especially I, if you had like yeah, a cesarean I, again, like I, come
0: I, on now ken but okay listen i get it but help doesn't only exist in the form of your stay-at-home i husband. get it i get it well, but i'm saying you, you didn't have sound like you get it i'm saying it's a great option if he to, has it john speak excuse me, can i interject here of course yes. this is your call like, just to give you guys a little bit of,
11: uh a little bit of background so like i said um in terms of like what we do, we're both, uh, we both work in a factory and we both work second shift. So okay. we work, she works two to 10 and I work three to 11. So we're going to have to figure out something about that. First of all, with the baby and yep. daycare, yeah. so that's going to be something we're going to have to work around. Right. And my debts are in the form of a 400 or a a forty five hundred dollar loan that I have to a bank, it's an auto loan. And okay. that's a hundred and ninety one dollar payment a month that I could free up. That's the biggest one I have. And then a debt to the state I owe through some legal fees and things like that.
1: How much is that?
11: That's um I think fifteen hundred or maybe fourteen hundred after I paid a little bit on it.
1: Okay. Um when do you guys get married?
11: Um, I'm planning I'm pushing that out until I get debt free, to be honest. Ah, here's what I think. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my
1: opinion, and you can do what you want with it. I think for you guys I mean, to have, I could get, we could
11: get eloped.
1: Yeah, honestly, for in order for you to do the things that I think you feel you want to do and need to do, I think you need to do it under the cover of marriage. And so, if I'm you, I got, I'm go, I'm going to the courthouse and I'm getting the certificate. That. that way, you can financially be there for her, and in a way that you're both protected. And I think that's really really important that you do this. Um, in that way so that it's like, okay, now we're working together. We're paying off this debt. It's our plan. Mm-hmm. And you guys are no longer individual singles. You're we, and it makes, it just makes moving forward a lot easier. And it sounds like you were going to marry her anyway. So in no way am I saying you should marry her just because you had a baby, even yeah. though you don't even like her that much. Like, I'm not saying that it sounds like y'all were on that path anyway. So
0: am I right? Yes. For okay. Sure. Can you pay off this debt, John, before baby arrives? Yeah, Even in stork I mode? I don't
11: think that's possible. I don't think it is. Uh, I don't I think, think it is. Maybe two, I think two years, maybe.
0: Okay. So, um, despite Jay and I's, d- d- you know, difference of opinion on what the husband's role is, here's the deal. Let me make it clear. If your company says, yeah, we have a three month deal and we're going to pay you, take then it. take it. Yeah. I, but I'm just telling you, I'm taking the extremely conservative approach. And it's all about money and you providing. And I don't apologize okay. for that at all. If you don't get the three months paid, Tough. Life is tough. The kid's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. We'll find a way. And you can be there for her, and you should be there for her after you've busted your butt all day long. I did it. But that loss of income is not worth it. No. No.
1: No. I In this case, I definitely don't think so. I think you're, you're better suited to keep working, but like I said, take the resources you have yeah. and try to help her out. But Ken...
0: John, are you good before Jade takes off on me? Yeah. here? I feel you good. Um, there's one more thing
11: I need good. to get squared. Uh, squir- All right, we got out. about so a minute and, and a half. To the, yeah, in regards to that loan, it's on two vehicles, and both of them are totaled out. Uh, well, one one of them is totaled out because I got in a wreck, and I did not have insurance, unfortunately. And Yikes. the other one, it just needs head gasket replaced, and I'm not sure if I want to replace it because it's just a lemon, to be honest. But so the total is 4,500. Yeah, uh, it's just I pay quite a bit off on both the cars. One of them was a so nicer car. So
0: what's mom. your question? Uh,
11: what can I do in order to alleviate those
0: debts? Work four jobs. The title to me? Work four jobs.
1: You got to pay it off. There's no... There's no.
0: You You have no life right now. None. Yeah.
1: I mean, the only thing you could do There's is maybe take it to a scrapyard and see if they'd give you anything for the metal.
0: You can try working <laughs> it out with the bank, but that is a that's a Hail Mary. We got to have another plan. I mean and, he said they're totally scrapped. Know, they're I totally totaled. I know he said could he work out with the bank? I go I'm always going to leave the opportunity open, probably not going to work. The point is you got to pay it off. You are you have no life. She's pregnant anyway. Like, they won't
11: release a title to me to sell it. And so like they they're like you make this amount oh, on oh. the sale or we won't release the title. You still got to pay it
1: off. But they're totaled vehicles. Who are you selling them to?
11: Well, I'd part them out. Like one of those Okay. Okay. Partners, That's like, an option. Like $2,000 alone. Yeah, but, but
1: he still has to pay it off yeah. before he can scrap it out. Yeah. Listen, yeah, you all- I
11: tell him like you guys can take all the money for it.
1: Your only choice here is to work. You got to work it. it off. It's $4,500. You're working like a crazy man for a lot of reasons here coming up. You got a baby and you got debt you have to pay off. There's no easy
0: equation out of this. Thanks J-O-B. for the call, John. You just yeah. got to work really, really hard. Congratulations.
1: You got out easy this time, Ken. But Ooh. I had my argument set and ready for that oh, paternity.
0: We're going to reset that because <laughs> I'm I'm right. and what? I don't mind proving it. This is the Ramsey Show. <laughs> Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life. Winning in your money, winning in your work, and winning in your relationships is the goal. And we can help you. 888-825-5225. Jade Warshaw joins me this hour. I'm Ken Coleman. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Rosalie is on the line in San Antonio. Rosalie, how can we help?
12: Hi, guys. Um, So I'm having a little bit of buyer's remorse uh, with our house. Uh, We sold our first home last year, and then we bought a new home uh, this time last year as well. And uh, I just feel like it's just way too, way too much money. And Uh I'm having a little bit of remorse here. Uh What What we got ourselves into. Walk Walk us through the numbers. Um, Okay. So, uh, we bought it our first home in 2017 and we made a hundred thousand dollars in equity. Okay. And then I paid off my school loans and we paid off our vehicles. And so we were debt free except for our mortgage. Okay. Uh, we bought a f- about a $500,000 home. Okay. And, uh, we make about $10,000 every month. That's what we're bringing home.
1: Okay. What? Well, how much is your mortgage payment? Four thousand. Okay. Yeah, that's why you're feeling that you're about forty percent of your income, Um, and we would suggest that you be somewhere around twenty five percent. So that's that's why you're feeling it. Yep. Tell me more.
12: Um. So, uh, it was we fell in love. Our real estate agent was awesome. We. Just qualified and qualified and qualified and <laughs> got over our head and just got swept away with the moment. Yeah. And because they'll,
1: they'll say you're good up to 50% usually. Like yeah. And
12: then they're like, Oh, your credit score is so good. You can get more and more and more. I was just like, Oh my gosh. Uh,
1: that listen, Ugh. the lesson that you just learned is a lesson that so many people need to learn. Cause I can tell you coming here when Sam and I put an offer on a house, they were willing to approve us up to 50% of our income gladly and yeah, gladly and they're like oh we'll make the approval letter for this much and i'm like no that's good you can just make it for the, the for the amount that <laughs> we want funny. so remember guys anybody listening advocate for yourself because they want you to spend 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 because they get paid right? off that yep. so just stick to your guns um all right so you're in at four thousand dollars a month are you both you and your
12: husband working yes i'm a virtual uh teacher and then he is Uh, he owns a body shop with his dad. So, uh, we're both working. And are you working Um, six,
1: are you, are you working 40 hours a week? Are you both
12: working 40 hours plus a week? Yes. Okay. Yes. And we've got two little ones. I've got a three month old that stays home with me and then I have a three year old, uh, who goes to daycare.
0: Okay. How much is daycare?
12: (laughs) It's not bad, uh, for our area. It is. You say as you
0: chuckle when I asked you that question, what was the (laughs) chuckle about?
12: it's yes um well i mean that's average how much was it 150 a 150 week
0: a week oh yeah all right that's not bad i was just curious
12: yeah it's yeah it's just an expense because i've debated uh pulling him out and trying to work because i'm a virtual teacher so yeah. i can work from home and but i've got a three-month-old and then a three-year-old it's just a little bit crazy so I've
0: what's debated your it. what was your interest rate
12: um I think it was right around like 6%?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is a 30 year I'm guessing. Yeah. Girlfriend. All right, so the choices are not many. Um your choices are which by the way, let me just ask, what's the house worth now? It's still sitting the same, it's 500. Like
12: uh, You didn't buy it too high. Is what okay. I looked- yeah, we have forty-seven to like pay it off, and I want to sell, but I don't want to pay cap- uh, capital gains. Yes, back. that's
1: what I'm. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Is right. There's. Here, let's well. Let's look at this logically. All right, you're at. You're in at forty percent. Now the question is, do you see a pathway where you and your husband can close that gap and knock it down? 20% points to get it where it needs to be
0: with income
1: to increase our income yeah, yeah. can you find a way to increase your income by 15% is basically what I'm asking you
12: Uh, I feel like we're kind of maxed out with a three-year-old and a three-month-old like we're 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 definitely busy and so that's,
1: that's the reality of the situation. If you can't see a clear path to increasing your income 15%, so you're closing this gap mm-hmm. and then it's sitting at 25, 25, 28, even right. 30%, right? right? Where, yeah. right. where it's a lot more comfortable, then you do need to consider some situations going forward. Now let's look at this capital gains thing and with real numbers. Okay. Let's say that you bought it for 500. Let's say you sold it for 540. So that's a gain of 40% and your capital gains rate is based on your income bracket. So based on where your income is, I think in your case, you're probably gonna be at the 15%. You you know, you're either gonna pay 15 or 20, I believe, if I'm saying that correctly, but 15% of 40,000.
0: I would sell. I'd take the hit. I I was curious what other options you were gonna give.
1: Take the $4,500 hit. Cause it's, I think we hear capital gains and we're like, oh my gosh. And you're like, thinking that it's going to make you go bankrupt. But when you really draw the numbers, it's not like you had a gain of $300,000 on this property. So let's just look at the
0: psychological side of the money. Okay. So I think Jade's right. I think that's the option. If you can't increase your income, if he can't do, you know, body work on the side on the weekend, you're going to be stressed out every month as opposed to mm -hmm. a little stressed out for a couple months to pay that tax bill.
1: Yeah. Cause when did they move in? When did you move in? uh, March of last year. So, so it's been a year.
0: I'd take the yeah. hit. I'd take the hit. You get out without very little stress at all. And you and you guys just learn, learn from this and, and move on. If yeah. you literally can't increase your income, then I think that's your only viable option. I would not bite the bullet and be really stressed out. Every For month. over a year Oof. with kids. Yeah.
12: Cause I was thinking of just staying here another year and just like, you know keeping it real tight with the budget and then how tight so, is it you know yeah, what That's are you able to
1: make it work yes without yes. credit cards <laughs> yes if then you can I make it work for if you can make it work for a year then stay if you can't put okay. food on the table you got to get out
0: yeah
12: okay yeah no we're we're not we're not doing credit cards um my husband could he likes his toys so he could we have a third vehicle. We've got a truck probably worth about $15,000, and oh, I think we could. Mm, he's not going to like yeah. me.
0: He ain't going to like me. But if I had been one half of this bad decision, I would then be going, all right, I'm going to start selling stuff, mm-hmm. and we're going to stack some cash. You well, know. yeah, because
1: you're going to sell that truck because the time is going to come for you guys to move, and you want to know what you're going to need moving truck boxes tape all that stuff that costs and that truck is going to come in real handy to pay for all that and
0: he's a very talented guy doing body work i'd like to challenge him to work a couple saturdays i know you need him at home i'm going to get yelled at by jade on saturdays but if i was this tight i want to go find some margin and i'm going to go work yes ken Men should work. I'm not going to leave you stranded, but I got to go make some money. (laughs) This is The Ramsey Show.
1: Hey, guys, are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app Every Dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today.
0: Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw is with me this hour. 888-825-5225. Hey, folks, uh, this is a uh, breaking news item here. Uh, (laughs) The the Money and Marriage Getaway is back. Uh, This has been a really popular event with Dr. John Delaney and Rachel Cruz. The new dates are for our fall season, October 24 through 26. It's a weekend getaway for you and yours uh and here right here in nashville tennessee on our campus two and a half days of teaching focused on communication intimacy and money a lot of q a for you to get real answers to your real questions about money and your marriage uh you and your spouse are going to come away with tools to get better i think you're going to be better uh wonderful wonderful weekend platinum tickets already sold out few vip left Um, that includes a meet-and-greet with John and Rachel. Get them before they go. Tickets are $799. That's where they start. You can get them by going to RamseySolutions.com slash events. Visit RamseySolutions.com slash events. All right, time for the Ramsey Show question of the day, brought to you by our friends at Neighborly, your hub for home services. Winter is the perfect time to freshen up your home's interior with a new coat of paint. Five-star painting can paint your walls and doors, even those difficult cabinets and trim find a locally owned five-star painting near you at neighborly.com slash ramsey
1: love it today's question comes from melissa in iowa she says i'm at a new job making almost double the hourly pay from my last job my old job was my ultimate goal but we moved from my husband's career even though i'm making great money i am completely unhappy at this new job i miss my old job and coworkers, but my pay is so much better here I've only been here for three months, but I'm not sure how long to keep going at it before I go looking for something like my old career, where I know that I'll make less money again. How long should I stick it out before finding something more fulfilling like my previous job? For context, we are debt-free and saving for a down payment for a home.
0: All right. So this gets some layers to it. Um, this is funny. Because if Dave were here, he'd have a very different response than me. Because he's Oh, yeah. He's very anti uh, going backward on anything in salary as it relates to meaning. Like it, it kind of irritates you. Like, well, you can you can find the meaning in the money. And many times you can, but not always. All right. So here's, here's my take on this.
1: I think I meet you both in the middle.
0: Yeah. My take on this is um, you're not going to be able to continue to do this much longer mentally and emotionally for the way you laid it out. Yeah. You love the old work. This is just a job for you. There's no juice or passion in it, and so for that reason, um, I don't think it's long before you start to look. I I think you could make the case, though, that I would stick it out long enough to get that house down payment.
1: There you, I like that. And so that's I'm,
0: I'm I'm reasonable on it to say, all right. Sometimes we do what we have to do so that. Watch this. We can do what we want to do. Boom! It's so one of the great lines from the movie The Great Debaters. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's the father in that, and he tells his son that one mm-hmm. night. He's, you know, the son's always wanting to be on the debate practice, and mm-hmm. he says he's neglecting his studies. And he says, "Son, you do what you have to do, so that later you can do what you want to do." And I think in this case, I would stick it out. The way that you can do this, because I do not want to minimize the the realities, folks, of burnout on the job. When you have no connection to your work, you will burn out fast. And I want to call that out because millions of people are listening and watching this right now going, "Uh uh-huh, that's me. So how does she do it? She says every day, I'm grateful for this job that pays a lot better than Mm. my old job that I loved Because this is going to help me buy a house that I love.
3: Yeah, I love that.
0: Now, when we get the down payment, Jade, now Mm -hmm. I'm shifting. And I'm going, I'm debt-free. I've done a good job on my home. Yes. And I have the margin to make less because it was never about making more in the previous career. Yeah, that's right. She only left it because of the move for her hubs. Yeah. So in this case, I don't even consider it a I'm taking a pay cut. No, you're going to do the thing that you know you love to do. Yes.
1: That's that's so important um, and I think people do need to hear that there is a time and a space where you do a job I talked about this a while back with Rachel you do a job to get to where you want to go and there is very good reason to do any job until you are able to do the job Mm -hmm. and in this case there is a down payment that Mm -hmm. you're hoping for and I think a house is a pretty dang good reason to keep keep chugging away to make double the income
0: come on this is a version of paying your dues yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think about doing work that I did not want to do. Sam and I traveled for, oh, a decade. And sometimes we'd be gone, Ken, 35 weeks it's out exhausting, of the year. It's exhausting. It? Mm-hmm. And people think it's glamorous. Oh, you're going to Turkey? Oh, you're going to yeah. Australia? I'm like, girl, I'm tired. You didn't, didn't
0: even know where you were. I didn't
1: even know where I was. And I, <laughs> we were at the point where we had already paid off our debt and I was ready to stop traveling. Mm-hmm. And, but I was like, you know what, if we do this a little bit longer, we can save for this down payment.
0: Love, same exact situation. You know? Love the question. And so that's my take on that. But I will tell you, once you do what you have to do, there comes a point in life where you better do what you want to do or you will get to the end of your journey and look back and regret.
1: That is true. One of the
0: top five regrets of the dying, uh, according to a best-selling book out of Australia written by a hospice nurse, was I did not live the life that I truly wanted to live. (gasps) That's sad. And um, it's that important. Yeah. And so, and we at Ramsey can teach you how to be a millionaire on a teacher's salary. Mm. The third largest group of net worth millionaires, based on our uh, unprecedented study of net worth millionaires that we did at Ramsey Solutions, the third largest group of net worth millionaires are teachers. The median pay... In the united states for teachers right now is about 63 dollars. some of the latest stuff i've seen mm-hmm. and so the point is you can do it, it, it it's where you make enough and uh, so great question love that and i loved your anecdote and you guys did it you well, actually yeah, walked it but i think
1: to your point what you were just saying ken there's something really important about that that i do want to highlight which is one of the things i love most about the baby steps is when you do baby step two i think something that we just forget about um, when we're paying off debt, we're so focused on I got to earn more money so I can pay off more debt, so I can earn more money, so I can pay. Off, like we're just trying to get out of that. Mm-hmm. And you really don't. And and probably before you got into the baby steps, you were just in that paycheck to paycheck wheel, and you never get the chance to stop and think: If life were different, what would I be doing? If money wasn't this tight, what what what's really the career I'd so enjoy good. doing? And so one of the benefits of becoming debt free is you declutter your mind enough to have the it's a privilege to be able to sit and think what would I like to do Mm -hmm. what's a career that in your words gives me the juice like that is such it's it's very important and a lot of people don't even take the time I was talking to an adult in my life um and I said well if you could do whatever you wanted to do what would it be and they said I don't know I've never even thought Uh, I've never had the ability to think think of that that tragic it's tragic I, I don't know. I, I've just, you know, I, I've done what I have to do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, like yeah. we got to get,
0: yeah, you know, it, get past that. I love that you said that because Dave made this line famous, live like no one else. Baby step one, two, three, right? And even the, the full, the full, the mm-hmm. full step, the full process. But the backside of that phrase is live like no one else so later you can live. And then he added give like no one else. But let's just look at the live like no one else. It's exactly what you just talked about. When you get to that point, you can decide whatever the crap you want to do. Yeah. There's real freedom here. Not just financial freedom, but financial freedom gives birth to so much more freedom. That's right. I can live where I want to live. Yeah. Travel to where I want to travel. Mm -hmm. You start to fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. I want to...
1: And you start to see what's truly important to you. You start to realize maybe you're not a person who really is motivated by money. Maybe you're more motivated by being able to serve maybe you're more motivated by being able to being able to create something mm-hmm. but because our debt is has made us it debt makes everybody money motivated mm-hmm. and so you lose track with who you are which is very
0: interesting uh i want to call that out folks that was a little bit of a bomb right there debt makes everybody money motivated
1: hey that's pretty good that's the name of my next because you don't book. get
0: to choose by kidding. the way it's no. like you're so obsessed with money i don't have a choice
1: i don't have a choice to be
0: uh that's a really great point and and yet the opposite is sold to us in culture. Yes. We're sold debt as freedom to live however you want. Ooh. Right? That's right. But you're actually right. Jade Warshaw, folks, write it down, put it out on social media. I think that was absolutely great. Ooh, man, think about that for a little bit. I feel like the line from uh, Lion King where the uh
1: see I, Not, not that, that one.
0: No. Um it's where uh The one lion says Mufasa's name in front of the hyenas, and one of them goes, ooh, say it again. Mufasa. Yeah. That's it. That line? Yeah. That line had a little Mufasa on it. Ooh. Ooh, say it again.
4: (laughs) This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, folks, our brand new event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials, is almost here. Do not miss this chance to get the tools you need to build your investing plan and prepare for your dream retirement with confidence. It's happening May 21st and 22nd, and it's virtual, so you can tune in from anywhere. You can even submit your questions to get real answers in real time. Tickets are $1.99. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash events.
0: Welcome back, America. You have joined the Ramsey Show, where we talk with you about you, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Let's go down to Daytona Beach, Florida, the home of the Daytona 500, the great American race. Uh, Alan is there. Alan, how can we help?
10: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: You bet. What's up?
10: I'm looking for some career advice. All right. um, I am graduating chiropractic school in March, um, and I've been getting some offers, and um, I got my first offer, so I want to kind of run it by you guys and see what you think. I love
0: it. Walk us
10: through Sweet. it. What's the offer? Yeah. So this it's a salary position of 60 k mm-hmm. and then there is a monthly bonus of 8% of collections based on collections above 45k a month. Um so when I'm in this negotiation stage, what do you guys recommend I should focus on? Should it be the bonus structure? Should it be the salary? Uh what do you guys think?
0: Um the I'd like to know more about the uh the the bonus. Did they, when they walk through this or did they walk through what the averages are on how many times they're they're over the 45,000 because if I understood this question. right, you don't get 8% unless they hit over 45 in billing.
6: Right,
10: right. Did you ask so they them? They are, um, I did not ask them, but just from, I, I'm i precepting or internship, uh, doing my internship there. Okay. And just from like gauging, it's a growing office. I want to say they want to make, they make about 30K um, every month. And with me coming on, they kind of s- assume or hope that they're able to grow the practice even more. So oh, like, this is so, kind of
0: new. But I, Yeah, but see, you're assuming. I don't like right. assume, right. and uh, I want to. I want to get in and go. Okay, um, let's let's talk real numbers. So when I come on board, how many patients do you expect for me to see? What do you think is realistic? And yeah. I would start. You know, I just walk through that. Just have them walk it out. And say, hey, I just want to make sure I understand the bonus thing. How can I play into it? Because that's the other thing I'm wondering. Are they are they wanting you kind of spreading the word a little bit? Like because here's the deal. I don't know what a starting salary. So to be fair. Um, what I would do is, is I'd be looking in your area and I'd be yep. looking at what starting salaries are for chiropractors right out of school. And I'd want to see uh, on that offer of 60 K just the base alone is that low, medium or high. So I'd get educated on that. That's exactly All where right. I'd start. Then I'd get the explanation on the bonus. And well, and if I can figure that out and go, okay, what are the possibilities that we hit that? And, uh, well, and that, that could be interesting.
1: Glassdoor says oh, between sixty three and one hundred and ten per year in the state of Florida. Starting out, yeah, and indeed also says between sixty seven and one hundred and ten. So I wonder if they're trying to fill that gap.
0: Uh, do the math for me. Do me. G- give me eight percent of. Let's go conservative of forty five thousand. I n- I know roughly what that is. Um, uh, let me. It's four fifty times eight, basically. Yeah, I got it. All right. So it's gonna be somewhere in the four grand range? Sorry. Is that right,
10: Alan? Am I saying that right? Well it would be it would be anything over forty five.
0: Yeah, he
1: doesn't get the forty five, it's whatever's over. So if you get let's say you earn let's say you earn forty eight thousand. You
0: get eight percent of of three thousand.
1: That's nothing. Yep. Oh,
0: I apologize. Yeah, so based on what Jade found, even with the bonus, and let's say you hit that tell me if I'm starting to be too conservative, maybe six months out of the year. Mm hmm. And yep. let's say that the average is three thousand over using these numbers, okay? Right. So three times that's sixteen thousand, and you're getting eight percent of that. So yeah, it's it's really on the low end. Feels like to me. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Let's not just take. I mean, Jade's got it. I'm looking at it. But let's not just take those numbers on the internet at face value. Let's go dig in a little bit, and um, and it, because it's your first offer. I'd like to see you be getting a little bit higher offer than that. You're on that bonus yeah. conservatively, you're looking at maybe a maybe three to four grand. Right. Above right, and right, beyond right. the sixty. So how do you feel about that? Is your life?
10: Um, I feel like I'm in the position to really help the practice grow just from like my expertise and what I'm passionate about. And I feel I can add and market myself and market the practice even more, and especially in the area. There's just an untapped population that they haven't gotten to yet so i'm asking you do
0: you think that's a good offer
10: um i mean i have a lot of debt so it's a lot of student loan debt so it's a little tough for me to swallow that 60
1: what's keeping you in daytona can i ask that mm. because i'm looking here and i'm looking at the highest paying cities for chiropractors in florida and i'm seeing that pensacola is ninety six thousand dollars a year yeah. or jacksonville so i'm no, wondering if you're tied God. to daytona
0: great suggestion alan yeah. th- you called to say what should i do i certainly wouldn't i'd get try to get a few more offers mm-hmm. and yeah, i love what that. jay just said i start going where can i go yeah especially
1: yeah. with the debt that's kind of motive that's what's motivating this is how much how debt? can we get more
0: i'm afraid to ask how much debt do you have it's
1: 238000
0: oh. <sighs> Where are the Tums? It's brutal. It's oh. brutal. It, um, but, now I'm really on Team Jade. I'm looking anywhere in the country. Yes. Because I got to get a big shovel, which is your income, and dig yep. out of this two hundred grand as fast as possible, yeah. my man.
1: What I yeah. do like about what I see here is the top-paying positions are... In North Florida, which is far less expensive than South Florida right now, South Florida is crazy. Yep. So yeah. you increase your income, you're increasing your cost of living. So it's a, it's a wash, but I feel like in North Florida, you could probably, it'd be worth it for you or even going out of state to a, you know, I would mm-hmm. definitely search is all I'm saying. Cause $238,000 of student loans. She ain't going away. Jade, that's not a bill. That's right. a William. Jade, <laughs> you know I what I'm could, saying? <laughs> if
0: the highest paid offer I could get was in the middle of Wyoming, I'd go. I know. Nothing against Wyoming. Yeah. Please don't send hate mail. I don't read it. But but I'm going. I don't care how cold it is. It could be 200 below zero. Yeah. Alan, I would get the biggest shovel possible to get. Because listen, you can be a chiropractor anywhere you want to, to our last segment. Yeah. talking about freedom, Jade. Yeah, that's right. right. I, whew, I'd be shopping myself, yeah. young man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I understand. Thanks guys. I really Yeah, I really that. appreciate the call. I Woof. Jay, this is This is why we tell people don't go into debt. I know.
1: I'm just mad that you missed my joke. Say it again. I said that he has $238,000 of debt. I said that's not a bill. That's a William.
0: <laughs> nice. I apologize. I apologize. I was still reeling. It's the, a lot. It's a lot. I was reeling from his reality.
1: And this is what we talk about, you know, I think um so many people go into college, their professors, their guidance counselors, their family members are telling them, "Hey, careers like these mm. will ROI." You know, and you kind of feel like that it's this given that okay, like I can take out this debt and if I get my job, it'll just pay for itself and the thing that we have to tell ourselves is nothing pays for itself. Like you have to go out and work and pay for it. Like they don't, you don't just get the job and then hand you back all the money that you paid on your student loans. You have to go to work and clock in actual hours to make it pay for itself. And that's not fun to do.
0: Okay. You're absolutely, while you were talking, I was, you inspired me on the computer. So I was like, let me just do a little search. What'd you find? That there is a chiropractic school. I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to endorse and I don't wanna there's a chiropractic school that is only charging twelve thousand dollars a year. Now I don't know if they're cuckoo, quacky, which is yeah. why I'm not going to you understand why I'm yes. but I'm just saying there's ranges. I I I, I just, cause here's the deal. I love chiropractic care. You probably don't know this about me. I love the snap, crackle, and the pop. And are I feel you feel like cool a million dollars? Are you cool with going to Doctor twelve thousand? I, I, you know why I'm probably cool with it? Because you don't you pro- ask. Yeah. Have you true. Have you ever been to a chiropractor?
1: I'm not. I'm all afraid.
0: Right. I have. Oh, no, it's fantastic. I love it. Fantastic. Oh. In fact, I'll recommend. A nice married couple that Stacy and I go to, all of our kids. It's great. But anyway, here's the point. I never asked them where they went to chiropractic school. I can tell whether or not they're cuckoo and they're yeah. quacks.
1: I mean, check the reviews is all I'm saying, and what you've
0: done. 100%. They were highly recommended from people that we know and trust. Mm -hmm. This is how we all pick doctors. That's right. I guess my point is is that no one cares how much your chiropractic school costs. They just want their back and neck to feel better. That's true. I need an adjustment now. All this talk about it. I need a little adjustment. That's like that
1: episode of... My neck feels a little stiff. That's that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer just does adjustments, and he doesn't have the real education.
0: Alex Hearn gives me one in the back. He can pop pop my back. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me this hour, 888-825-5225. Is the number to jump in? Our scripture of the day comes from 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing... That your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Our quote of the day from the, uh, I think, one of the great voices uh, about American liberty and freedom, and just a great philosopher, Thomas Sowell. He said, People say you're a very tough person. I'm not tough. Life is tough. I'm merely trying to acquaint you with the facts. Hey. He's a no-nonsense guy, Thomas Stoll. I like that. I like Like him, man. He's he's one of my favorite voices in the world. Fantastic, fantastic guy. All right, let's go to Veronica in Tampa, Florida. Veronica, how can we help?
12: Hi. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, I'm calling because my husband and I are trying to figure out what's the best route for us to take. Um, to pay off our student loans,
4: okay. um,
12: we have about one hundred and ten thousand in student loans. My husband, I don't work outside of the home. I, I actually recently resigned, okay, um, to be a full time stay at home parent, um, and we are also expecting our third child. So I, I don't anticipate on working for the next several months. Um, he earns. My husband earns about one twelve annually. That's before taxes. Okay. And we just are pretty overwhelmed with the total amount of our student loan debt and where we were discussing, like, should we sell our home and downsize for the time? Should we should I find a job, you know, and is the student loan debt on?
1: the only debt that you have or do you have other debts as well?
12: No, we have a twelve thousand dollar car payment and twenty eight hundred medical bills that we're, we're it's likely gonna pay off this year. So our biggest concern is the student loans just because it's such a mountain, you know, it's like really big. Yeah.
1: I mean it is. Yeah. I wanna know what were you earning before you
12: resigned? Um, before I resigned, I was bringing home about fifty five thousand and my husband was still in around the one one ten range. Okay. So combined it was about one sixty. So
1: conceptually let's, I I like to kind of pull this out of the clouds and bring it down back when you were working, you guys were bringing in, you said one twelve for him, 55 for you. You guys were bringing in, you know, $167,000, almost $170,000. You guys could Mm -hmm. have lived on 70 and been out of debt in a year with some side hustles.
12: Right. So now when when I was working, we, we did have to pay for, um, child care. And that just, that was almost all of my income. Okay. And we we do budget every month and we look at all the areas that we can cut back on. And, um, it just seems like there's still not, there's still not like enough to make the, the headways on our student loans. Okay. So Um, let's,
1: let's, let me, let me give you a plan and we'll see if this strikes a chord with you. So, mm-hmm. the way that we teach, oh, but before I give you the plan, how much money do you have saved? Uh, probably like 10 or 12,000. Okay, so we'll say 11,000 saved. That's yeah. Okay. So, a couple of things about how we teach here. We teach a series of seven baby steps. Have you heard of them? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, the first baby step is you get a thousand bucks saved. Does that ring up, sound familiar? Right. Okay, so you know that one. Second one is, We say to list your debts from smallest to largest and pay them off. And that's called doing a debt snowball. You pay minimum payments on everything, but you focus on the smallest debt so you can knock it out, pay it off, feel good about yourself, get that dopamine hit and feel motivated to continue on. Right? So there's, there's a purpose in doing it that way. The way that you talked about doing it was flipped on its head. And when we see that it's a lot harder to stay motivated because all you see is this giant mountain And you don't have any uh, trail of success to tell you that you can do it. You just have to stand there and go, all right, I guess I have to start climbing. Where if you do it smallest to largest, you've got, you've proven, hey, I can be successful. I paid off all those bills back there. I'll be able to pay this one off. It's just going to take a little bit longer. So mentally, it really does help you. And I want to, I don't. I don't feel confident that I've convinced you to do it that way, but I
12: really, really, really so, think you should. I we believe in the debt snowball method, so we've actually done it before. Okay, and before my husband, right when my husband and I got married, we combined everything. Okay, good. And we had our student loans. We were our, we had our student loans. They were still there. We had just graduated college and everything, but we had thousands and thousands of dollars in consumer debt. Okay. So, so you've made headway.
3: Actually,
12: yeah, we well, we've made, yeah, we've made a lot of headway. We actually sold our first home, took the proceeds to pay off all of our consumer debt. Okay. Downsized for about 18 months, had another child. And then we purchased a home, we put 20% down uh-huh. and now we're like, okay, we feel like we, we didn't, we didn't, obviously we didn't go all the way the first time because we still left our student loan. But that's the difference.
1: I, I'm calling this out because that's the difference. You guys didn't work the bit debt snowball. You sold a home and paid off that consumer debt and there's nothing wrong with that, but you never exercise that mental muscle of spending time and effort Um, at one task and hammering away at that task and proving that over time you can display that discipline and I think that's what's missing and now you're looking at this 110 of student loan debt and you're like oh crap I don't have anything I can sell to make this go away I'm actually going to have to like Mm -hmm. do the hard hard work and I will never stand here and tell you that it's easy because it is hard Um, and I think that's where you guys are like dang it like we did all this Sacrifice, and we sold this house and we did this and we did that and we still have debt. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think this time you are going to have to walk through that step. And the great news about it is when you do it this way, you're never going to go back into debt again because you're going to go, Oh my God, I never want to have to go through that again.
0: So have you, Veronica, have you and your husband sat down and just started mapping out? Okay. um, How long would it take us to pay this off? If we did Mm -hmm. this much a month, then a new total, this much a month, it helps to break this big mountain apart and go, all right, and I'm throwing this out there. If we did $1,000 a month, even if we had to really hustle to come up with $1,000 a month to knock this out, okay, Mm -hmm. that's $12,000 a year. So then you start doing the math on that. Then what would it take to do this? You have some bigger months. We sell some other stuff and maybe put $2,000 one month. Have you sat down and really said, okay, what could we do right now and then What would we have to do to be able to really put a good chunk on this, like a three thousand dollars a month, which now knocks it down to about a little bit less than three years? Have you done that?
12: Yeah, we've done that we did we've done it on a high level. What's stopping us, like what's like what seems like the bottleneck is the fact that I'm not working, which is something that's very new to us.
0: Yes, but it is
12: my choice.
0: Let me encourage you though. Your you work know. before was literally going to child care. It was almost like a net law. It was like a net yeah. net. Yeah. Like, so so I actually don't think you should let that hold you up because, and I'm not trying to make you feel bad about all that time you work, but if, if your work is barely covering the child care <laughs> for you to be able to work, then you weren't gaining anyway. So I don't think that I want to get over as a mental hurdle. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So now okay. we go, wait a second. The good news is we're saving a bunch of money on childcare. You're at home with yeah. the baby. So now we go, how do we increase our income? And 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 my point is you guys have got to sit down and go, all right, what can we do? Scrapping. Mm-hmm. Scrapping. You know? I'm sitting next to a lady who she and her husband scrapped and hustled and paid off almost half a million dollars. It's not yeah. easy. But, Jade, it can be done.
12: We're, we're willing to to do like what we need to do, I think, and this is definitely not a burden at all. This is a blessing. The fact that we're, we're growing our family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just the thought of, you know, like, okay, I'm set to give birth, but yeah. husband, thank God, has time to leave. He'll be home with us. Mm-hmm. We have two small children already. So it's like, okay, it's almost like putting a pause to this for the next six to seven months because my husband works a lot now anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know he's probably like, he, you know, can't really he can, but we don't want him to have to get another job right now. Right
1: and everything. And here's know, the so. thing, you're gonna I don't know how long until the baby comes, real quick. Um four months. Okay. Three three, so three to four months. Yeah. You've got three to four months where he can be scrapping. You have the baby, he pulls back for a couple of weeks until everybody's home and well, and then you guys get after it. You gotta get after it. You can do this, but you've gotta make up your mind that you can
0: good show thank you jade warshaw james childs and all the guys in the booth thank you america this is the ramsey show
8: Dr. John Deloney here. Mental and emotional health challenges, broken relationships, it's all just part of life, but they don't have to define you. The Dr. John Deloney Show is here to help. It's a caller-driven podcast where you can get practical advice on dealing with anxiety, loneliness, depression, relationship challenges, your kids, and so much more. Listen to questions from our callers, or if you're walking through a tough situation and need some help, give me a call. You were never meant to do life alone, and that's what this podcast is all about. Follow along on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app. Remember, you're worth being well.